live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. So from the outside, I can make it look like I have it together. But on the inside, I've got this voice in my head that's constantly pointing out all the things that are wrong with me and just showing me all the ways that, you know, you're not good enough, you're not together enough, you're just not enough. Well, I work in the self-help world and I'm always reading books and doing workshops and stuff. I'm always trying to fix myself so I could shut up that voice. But um, when I hit the age of 40, I was like, this, this is just going on too long. I, 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 I'm a grown-up now, and I, I gotta, it's just too much struggle. And I thought, it's time for me to do something dramatic, something extreme. I needed a transformative experience that would get rid of my imperfections once and for all and hopefully leave me enlightened. I needed a vision quest. So I went and looked for one. I found a shamanistic uh, vision quest being offered in the desert of New Mexico, and I signed up. This was going to be, um, the program was 10 days total, and it would be, um, the highlight was four days and four nights uh, where you're praying and fasting alone in the wilderness in one spot and um, you have water and a sleeping bag and a tarp for shelter and that's about it. No tent, no food, no um, reading or any distractions. Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> I could not wait. I, I mean, I knew it wouldn't be that easy, but I figured the payoff would be totally worth it. I mean, I just, I visualized myself out there having, you know, just being in some kind of like pleasantly altered state from fasting and having profound mystical meditations and maybe getting visitations from talking bears or, um, I don't know, my spirit guides would come and tell me my soul's purpose. and. I would, I would end up going home like just totally radiant and triumphant and, and have my shit together for the rest of my life. <laughs> it was all right there in the brochure. So, so um, I was so excited. Finally, the day came. I'm in New Mexico. And um, I, uh, we did a few days with the group um, of preparation and stuff. But then it was time for the solo. And um, I was a little scared, but I was really excited. And um, I went to my solo spot that I had chosen. And um, the place I chose was, uh, it was kind of cool. It had, it had some juniper trees, and it had a lot of sagebrush. And it had an open area that overlooked just miles and miles of um, the desert valley with the Sangre de Cristo Mountains in the, in the distance. And um, I tied up my tarp between two trees, and then I, I sat down, and I just waited to get enlightened. <laughs> and I waited, and I waited, and, and uh, nothing happened for days. I mean, except that I just got more and more lonely and miserable. I hated it. I hated it. It was, okay, first of all, it was brutally hot. It was so hot. I, it felt like just 
living in a broiler and the only shade was under my tarp, but also under my tarp was like 10,000 flies. So I couldn't go there and oh my God, I was so hungry, just like, just the hunger pains were so intense, gnawing and stabbing and, and, and there was nothing to do. I mean, I was just, I was bored out of my mind. <sighs> I wanted a shower, I wanted a burrito. I wanted the Sunday New York Times. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. I, and I, I'm thinking, what the hell am I even doing here? I'm not, I'm not Native American. I'm a Jewish girl from LA. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows, Jews don't camp. <laughs> we don't. And for, you know, fasting, the fasting we do is on Yom Kippur, we'll skip two meals, but, you know, we'll fetch about how hungry we are all day, you know. <laughs> so this, I was just like, I just wanted to quit. And, uh, of course, the voice was going crazy and saying, you know, you, you aren't tough enough for this. You aren't spiritually evolved enough for this. You're doing it wrong. The third day was really hard because um, I w by then I was feeling really weak and sick from the fasting. I mean, I was like nauseous and retching and my heart was like pounding and racing. And every time I stood up, like everything would just go gray. I was so lightheaded. And, and at one point I thought, this, this actually feels kind of dangerous. Um, and I had snuck in a couple of balance bars just in case. <laughs> Just in case, I have low blood sugar, hello. So, um, but I, I really didn't want to eat. I wanted to go the whole four days without food. That was the plan. But I was just so sick, and, and, and I, so I ate a balance bar very slowly, and the whole time I'm eating it, the voice is just going at me and saying, I can't believe you only lasted 68 hours without food. You know, you're just like supermodels go longer than that all the time. <sighs> You're not, you're, you're just, you're not together enough for this. You're doing it wrong. <sighs> but the truth was, after I ate, I actually felt some energy for the first time in a long time, and I had enough energy to go for a walk. And uh, that was nice, and it was on my walk that I saw something moving on the ground. It was a snake. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty big. Well, it was about three and a half, four feet long and um, about as thick as my wrist. And it was uh, pale yellow with brown and uh, tan kind of diamond pattern all over it. I checked for rattles. There were no rattles. It wasn't, I didn't, it's, 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 there was no rattles. So I thought, it's safe. And so um, it w I sat down very gently uh, a few feet from it, and um, I was so happy to see this snake because, you know, I figured this is a great omen. Snakes are symbols of transformation and, you know, because they shed their skin, and, and um, the snake was so gorgeous, and I just, I just sat with it, and I fell in love with it. And uh, I'm just looking at the snake and going, you are so beautiful. And the snake lifted its triangular head and <laughs> stuck out its long forked tongue. And we had a moment. <laughs> it was really sweet. I don't know. It felt very magical, that connection. And after maybe five or ten minutes, um, the snake slithered away. And 
It was only later, after I uh, looked up pictures of my snake online, that I realized that I had sat with a diamondback rattler. Fun fact, they can sometimes lose their rattles. <laughs> Who knew? I did not know. Uh, but something about the connection with that snake, it, was, it just felt so magical, and it opened me up. It, it helped me feel more of a stronger relationship with all the things that um, I was seeing around me, and I just felt much more connection and love to, towards um, the dusty lizard that was doing push-ups on the rock nearby and the, the red hummingbird that was droning around and around my head and, and the, uh, the moon that rose big and dark orange uh, behind the mountains. But, uh, so that was good, but on the fourth night, um, as I was getting into my sleeping bag, I was really bummed. I was like, I can't believe, I, ha I have to go back, back to the group in the morning and then back home in a couple days, and nothing really happened, you know? I, I, there was no big mystical revelations or magical experiences, and I'm not fixed. I'm the same neurotic person I was when I started. <sighs> and uh, I, was, I was just so disappointed and that voice in my head is going on and saying, this was your last chance to fix yourself. You blew it. You don't know, you're not quest worthy enough. You're not enough. <sighs> so the voice is going on and on and all of a sudden, boom. There's this big clap of thunder, and I jumped up out of my sleeping bag, and I look, and the whole western sky is full of clouds coming in, big black clouds with flashes of light inside, and I realize there's a storm heading my way, and, and there's nowhere for me to hide. There's no shelter, there's no one to save me, and the winds are picking up, and um, soon the lightning and thunder are just getting more and more explosive, and, and, and then the rains come, and I'm drenched, and I can't go under my tarp because the winds are so wild, they're just like whipping it like crazy, and, um, and I am in the storm, and the lightning is like giant zigzag bolts that are, that are lighting up the whole sky at the same time as the thunder is just like clapping and booming and exploding like cannon fire. And, and, and it's just, it's so intense. And I just, I feel utterly helpless in the midst of this massive force of nature that I've never been in the middle of anything so intense before. And, and I realized like, as I saw a, a bolt of lightning hit a tree in the distance, I thought, I, I could die out here. And I just, I, I just, I didn't know what to do, and I, I just kind of got into a crouch, and I, and I started praying. But it was, it was like screaming into the wind. I, I was just helpless. I, I felt like just, I was there alone in the dark, just another creature on the earth wanting to survive. I thought that that night would never end. The storm raged around me for hours. But finally, finally, the winds died down and the clouds moved off and I could see the faintest glimmer of gray pale light in the, on the eastern horizon. I sat there huddled in the dirt, just like shivering with cold. I, I was just 
I just felt like ravaged and utterly depleted and empty bellied and just broken by what I had gone through that whole night. But I was alive. And at that moment, like, my constant striving to perfect myself just seemed absurd. And I was like, my God, it's so simple. Like, just to be warm and safe and fed and to not be alone, that's enough. That's all I need to be happy. And as I'm sitting with this, I'm gradually becoming aware of the trilling and chirping of birds all around as, as they're waking up and starting to welcome the new day. And I took a deep breath, and I was just like overwhelmed by the sweet smell of sage that had been refreshed by the rains. And I looked to the eastern sky, and oh, oh my God, the colors the, it was, there was purples and, and hot pinks and brilliant oranges and yellows reflected in the most spectacular patterns on the clouds. I had never seen anything so beautiful. And just as the first rays of the sun shot out over the horizon, I heard a voice. And it said, with infinite tenderness, and love. It's all for you, sweetie. And something in me just broke open, and I burst into tears. And I knew, at least for that moment, that there is nothing wrong with me, and that I am enough. <laughs> 